Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to The Corporate Report. I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, coming to you, as always, from the sunny climes of Western Japan here in May of 2023 with another edition of Solutions Watch, that regular weekly series where week in and week out we are examining ways that you can improve your life and help change the world for the, <coughs> for the better. <coughs> Excuse me a second. <coughs> I have something in my throat. Let me, let me take a nice, refreshing sip of clean, tasty water. Ah, that's the stuff. Mm, clean, tasty tap water? No, clean, tasty filtered water, of course. I mean, you are filtering your water, aren't you? Well, I assume if you're watching the Corbett Report and probably in the alternative media space, you probably are aware of the potential dangers of municipally supplied tap water. Not the least of which, probably the most obvious of which, is of course the fluoridation, which happens in many municipalities across America. Not around the world, but certainly in the United States. Fluoridation of the water supply is a common and uh, increasingly realized health concern for people. And in case you didn't know about that, boy, have I got some reading and listening and viewing for you to do on that subject. Yes, as you may have known, I've covered this topic many times in the Corbett Report archives. So I will provide a link to the fluoride tag on CorbettReport.com where you can find some of the many, many articles, interviews, and videos that I've done on the subject of water fluoridation and why adding fluoride, as if it's chemical, pharmaceutical grade fl sodium fluoride and not waste, industrial waste byproduct. Um, but anyway, adding fluoride to the water is not just good for your teeth. And that's all. No, it has very serious health effects, um, which have been documented in the past. Plenty of information in that fluoride link that I'll send uh, that I'll put in the show notes at corporatereport.com slash solutionswatch dash water. But also I'll include a link to the lastamericanvagabond.com and specifically a fluoride search on that website because as you may or may not know, not only has uh, has Ryan Christian at The Last American Vagabond been covering the fluoride issue for many years now, but so too has Last American Vagabond contributor and frequent Solutions Watch guest Derek Bros, who has written a number of articles on the subject in recent months and years. And uh, so I will include the fluoride search on The Last American Vagabond and direct your attention to a couple of, I think, pretty important articles that have come out on the subject recently from Derek. Um, one from March of this year, newly released review of fluoride's toxicity highlights NTP scientists' battle to follow the science, which notes that newly released documents reveal how scientists at the U.S. National Toxicology Program fought to preserve their conclusion that fluoride can reduce IQ in children. And also, uh, just from a couple of weeks ago, second phase of fluoride lawsuit set to begin in January 2024, which notes that the U.S. government and plaintiffs have agreed to begin a second phase of the long-delayed fluoride lawsuit in January 2024. So those are a couple of important developments that I hope you're aware of. Um, and I'm sure you can find more information about fluoride from the various uh, sources that are cited and linked to and interviewed by people like Derek and myself, people uh, associated with the Fluoride Action Network, for example, and other uh, institutions and associations like that. But it isn't, of course, just the fluoride in the water that we need to be concerned about. It's, for example, even the container that you are using to contain your water can have 
serious health consequences, something that came to public attention, finally, about a decade ago, when finally people started to realize that this bisphenol A plastic that they were keeping their water in, the BPA, may there may be some problems with that, which you, of course, would already have known if you had, for example, listened to episode 121 of the Corporate Report podcast on Know Your Toxins, BPA, or my 2017 uh, video, which talked about some of those endocrine-disrupting effects of some of the chemicals that are leaching from the plastics and other containers that people are using for their water and other uh, goods, uh, called Stupid Conspiracy Theorists, Chemicals Aren't Turning the Frogs Gay, dot dot dot, and you'll have to watch the actual video to get the punchline of that. But suffice it to say, yes, there are very important issues when it comes to how you, how you, what water you're consuming and how you contain that water, how you transport and carry it with you. There are some very important considerations to take into account that have direct consequences on your health. But having said that, this is not problems watch, this is solutions watch. So I will assume that you are already familiar with some of those problems that uh, we've been talking about there. And if not, that you can you avail yourself of the show notes to get up to date on those issues. But let's look at some solutions. What can and what should you be doing? Well, obviously, I think something that probably a lot of people in the audience already know, already think about, are already probably applying in some way is a filter, a filter for your tap water. Um, the most basic um, level, I think, uh, at which most people will access this issue. And so I am not here to shill for any particular product. Uh, I'm not going to recommend any particular product. There's no end of information out there of different companies and different products that you can use for that, uh, that particular service. Uh, I will direct your attention instead to a video that was put up by Corbett Report, previous Corbett Report guest and the author of Tragedy and Hope 101, Joe Plummer, who uh, I hope you'll remember from the archives. But if not, uh, you can not only find his, well, I guess he has a YouTube channel, but more to the point, his Odyssey channel. Um, and you will find a video that he posted up in December of 2016, which is now under the title, Are You Sure Those Aqua Sera Fluoride Filters Are Working? Question mark. In which he demonstrates point by point how he tested unfiltered tap water, tap water that was test, uh, filtered by the Aquasera fluoride filter that he had purchased, and water that was filtered by a Propura uh, filter, and uh, compared the results and showed that, well, one of those filters was not doing what it said, was said to be doing. Now, the asterisk comes in the form of an, up, an update that he provided in March of 2021, where he tells about the fact that he reordered the Aquasera fluoride filters and retested them, and this time they were working, and it may have been a manufacturer mix-up between the regular water filters, which don't filter fluoride, and the more expensive fluoride filters. At any rate, that's beside the point. The point is actually um, the process of Joe showing you exactly how he was um, taking the fluoride uh, measurements so that he could test whether the filter was working, which I think is a pretty handy thing to do. And in this case, he's using a HANA uh, fluoride tester, water tester. Um, I, again, there's, there's, I'm sure there's many different products that can accomplish that, but it's probably a good idea if you are filtering your water that you at least test to make sure that that filter is actually doing anything, right? Um, and of course, you also have to maintain and, and, uh, and change out the filters and Make sure you're up to date on all of that to make sure that it's having any effect. Now, this can be overwhelming. There can be a lot of factors that go into this. And for people who are completely 
new to this or thinking about it for the first time, it could be a bit overwhelming. So you will probably need an expert to help you understand what it is you're doing and why you should be doing it. So, well, I turn to a water expert to find out more information about that. That's literally his title now. I am referring, of course, to none other than Andrew Hoffman, who you will hopefully already know from the Revelations Radio News podcast at revelationsradionews.com. Uh, you will hopefully also already know him, not only because he is the co-host of Revelations Radio News along with Tim Kilkenny and that they've had me on several times in the past, but I also interviewed Han Andrew Hoffman directly for Flor uh, f <laughs> Fluoride Literature in the New World Order, <laughs> Film Literature in the New World Order, um, number seven. <coughs> Sorry, I really do need a glass of water now. From back in the archives uh, from several years ago, where we talked about The Lord of the Rings, an interesting conversation, so I suggest you check it out if you haven't yet done so. But anyway, uh, as listeners to RRN will already know, Andrew Hoffman has recently taken a new job with Leaf Home Water Solutions at leafhomewatersolutions.com. He is now literally a water expert who helps to test and uh, provides free tests of people's water and the Leaf Home Water Solutions has a number of number of products that uh, people can purchase or uh, use to help filter their water. Water softeners, carbon filtration, conditioner, taste and odor filters, reverse osmosis water systems, UV disinfection systems, whole home water systems, etc. So there's a lot of options there on the table. How do you know what you need? if you need anything at all, and what should you be using? Well, uh, Andrew Hoffman, and I'm sure many other people would be willing to provide you with that information. So I turned to Andrew to talk about what Leaf Home Water Solutions is, what kind of things it provides, why people should be filtering their water, and what they should be testing for and thinking about when it comes to home water filtration. So I think they call it a water expert but I'm actually selling water filtration systems. So of various sorts for uh, Leaf Home Water Solutions, which is a company about, uh, that branch is about four years old. The overall company of Leaf uh, started out making guards for uh, gutters and they've been around for about 20 years. So large company, but the division that I'm in is, is quite a bit smaller, so. All right. And if so you have, if tell, you have lousy water, then we're coming to a, a town near you. Right. So. Good. Well, let, let's let's talk about that issue. So, um, what's your your personal experience before you got involved in the business, as it were? What was your personal experience with water filtration, and what have you done in the past? So, back in Oregon, uh, I grew up actually on well water, and you know, no fluoride, no chlorine, no nothing, just good you know, healthy well water. And then I, I could still remember actually the city I grew up in um, or near the city water didn't even chlorinate until later on sometime in the nineties. Um, and even now you can I'll refer people to ewg.org and you can plug in your zip code and see uh, water results for your local municipality. So if, if you put in 97031, where I used to live, very few contaminants. Uh, if you put in 73078 and click on Oklahoma City, which is current water system, many, many more contaminants. So, yeah, that's so we. How trustworthy we are those a, results? 
So that is um, ewg.org tracks what's found in by the local municipalities. Now, about 20% of the people I've talked to so far have brought up the fact that they don't trust their local <laughs> municipality. They think they're running it. They think they're running water through extra filters before they test it. Uh, they think, you know, they're cheating various ways. So, so I mean, there's water is a known issue here in Oklahoma. Um, hard water is an issue throughout much of the U.S. Uh, varies quite a bit in Europe. Um, Japan, I was looking up. I don't think it's really an issue too much in Japan. Uh, but the issue with hard water is that it, if you have hard water, you can't do some other stuff that you might want to do, like uh, reverse osmosis. So it'll just tear through systems like that. So, so yeah, back in Oregon, um, we had a Berkey water filter. Seemed to work really well. Be, you know, get quite a bit of the bad stuff out of there. Uh, tried a similar setup here with a, another gravity-fed filter, and you know, my family members won't even drink it through there. And I thought, oh come on, you're, it's not that bad. And so we, one of the first things I did was test our water when I started working for this company, and you can test uh, total dissolved solids, and that that test is actually pretty affordable to get a, a TDS meter, and It'll tell you if there's stuff in the water, you know, what level of non-water stuff is in your water. Nothing real specific. So the EPA says, you know, average drinking water is like 200 to 400. Uh, reverse osmosis treated water is should be 50 or less, usually about 10. Um, our water was 600. Our water, after being fed through the gravity-fed filter, still 600. So the the only way to get that stuff out is through reverse osmosis. So okay, let's let's break this down for people who are completely new to this. What is the bad stuff that people should be concerned about in their water? How do they measure it? And then what are the various options that people have for filtration? Yeah, so I, th I think what most people are familiar with that are watching this. Uh, fluoride is one of those things, um, and fluoride can absolutely be removed with a reverse osmosis filter. About 97% of it will get pulled out of there. Um, but, you know, I think the elephant in the room that nobody really talks about is the chlorine and the chloramine that they're, the government is purposefully putting that in our water. And they'll say, well, it's, it's, chlorine's not carcinogenic. But when it reacts with the stuff that you're putting in the water because of, it creates carcinogens. And that's uh, chloroform and a bunch of other stuff. The EWG site will, will show you what's in there. And, I mean, it's kind of crazy. The levels that, you know, and, the, <laughs> and the, the legal levels are always broken down to specific contaminants, not the general. So they say... You know, a TDS test shouldn't be above 500, but there's no penalty for that. So there's no enforcement or, you know, your local water municipality is not going to get fined or have to do anything different. It doesn't matter if I've seen 
TDS tests of 1,200, you know, and it's, it's just, oh, well, it's just a recommendation. You know, we're, we're sure it's, it's probably just the, you know, calcium in the water. I'm, I'm sure it's not the glyphosate and the, the PFAS and everything else that we know is, is out there. Um, much less, you know, we could talk about dioxins and East Palestine and what have you. It's, once you get into stuff that small, it's very expensive to test for. So you, you could run a test for TDCC, um, but once your parts per billion, it's like three hundred eighty dollars just just to test for that. So, it's, yeah, it's perhaps. Got a water I mean, perhaps a good investment if you're if you're trying to if you're buying land and you want to know about well water possibilities or something. Yes. but probably not an investment that most people will be able to make for their their municipality tap water. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely say because well water, you've got a huge range. You can go from excellent water to water that can't even be treated you know that a company like mine's going to come out and tell you sorry dig a new well you know it's it's bad water so yeah definitely something you want to check out beforehand if you're looking at at property that would require a well and i would say you know check out the municipality ask neighbors about uh city water or county water what what's going on there because it's there's a huge range and sometimes it's a mile down the road they've they're coming from a different system that's fine and you, you're going to end up with with lousy water so all right let's talk let's talk then about the range of options that people have assume that they've gotten some testing and they have some idea of their water um situation what are the options that people have from the basic bare minimum that you'd recommend everybody take to the more advanced solutions yeah absolutely so hard water or soft water um, anything above three parts per gallon is considered uh, or grains per gallon is considered hard water Um, my home water for reference was like 13.9 so very hard water i've seen results i just heard about a result where it was 70 parts (laughs) grains per gallon which at that point um water softeners don't even work all that well so your a water softener is uh basically you've got two tanks or a combined tank of some sort depending on the system uh but our system you've got two separate tanks you've got a brine tank with salt in it salt made for that that purpose and then you've got a medium with, that does ion, ion exchange, where it's taking out the hardness and exchanging it for sodium ions, which it doesn't make your water salty or anything like that. It's just softening the water from, you know, whatever it's at down to uh, one, usually one or less grain per gallon. So that's the reason that's kind of a... A starting point if you have hard water is that if you try to do um, a reverse osmosis system for drinking water, then hard water will just tear that apart. So that's kind of the first step. Second step, it goes through a um, catalytic carbon filter uh, for most, and that will get chlorine out for the most part. It will also get, um, makes your water taste and smell much much better 
But if you want to get the, those uh, total dissolved solids out, which we do, um, you need a reverse osmosis system. And that usually is specifically for drinking water. It usually goes kitchen sink, underneath the kitchen sink. It's a four-stage filter. And it's got a three-gallon tank, so it's enough for you know cooking, making coffee, making tea, and drinking water. Um, but a question we get quite a bit is well i want reverse osmosis for the whole house it's like okay well where exactly are you going to put the ten thousand gallon water tanks to because the reverse osmosis is a very slow process so you can't you can't have reverse osmosis water on on demand and you know unless you're talking about some crazy commercial setup so so again there are sort of levels to this and layers that people can sort of decide what their own investment is but speak to that that uh that the the the, obviously this is an investment of time money resources and headache that people have to make why should people be making an investment like this yeah i i think it's important um it hard water will tear up your appliances in addition to you know negative health impacts from having all that junk in the water that you're you're drinking even if you say oh, i've got bottled water well the the hard water will um i'm you could we could tell the difference in our uh dishwasher you know six months in it's like falling apart from the the hard water so it's it'll mess up your appliances if you've got water running through your refrigerator it'll you know damage that so it's it is, you know, a multi-thousand-dollar investment, but you're getting um, quite a bit of that back in, like, your appliances lasting longer. You don't need to buy bottled water. You can now you you know, like, okay, this water came out of my reverse osmosis system, and I put it in a glass bottle or or something that I consider safe. I know it wasn't sitting in the back of a 120 degree truck in a plastic bottle leaching all sorts of of other stuff in there so so that's that's the kind of the issue with bottled water is the bottle so yeah i was just going to bring that up i mean bottled water for whatever the water itself is what's it been sitting in and where and how long and all of that you know um incredibly important okay so you're the water expert for leaf (laughs) home uh water solutions for water solutions oklahoma The world? <laughs> yeah. So if if you are in the state of Oklahoma, anywhere, or southern Kansas, call me up. And I'll, I'll come out and test your water. You get a free water test. Um, if you're watching this show, you're someone I'd like to talk to. And, you know, it's a, a no-obligation deal. Um, and that's if you contact me directly, it also helps me out because it's a, a lead that I generated as opposed to the company generated for me through Facebook ads or whatever else they do. So yeah, it helps me out and I'd love to come, come talk water with you and, and hopefully figure out something that would work for you. Awesome. Um, any other points you'd like to make? Yeah. The other kind of the, back to the chlorine thing, you know, the, so you, you do have bacteria, parasites stuff in the water that you want to get out of there but the solution for the last 70 years has been oh let's 
let's dump a uh, cancer-causing chemical that, you know, has been used in uh, chemical warfare in the past, stuff like that. Let's dump that in the water as opposed to something like UV light, which um, is a little tricky at scale for municipalities, but that is another thing that we offer people, um, especially if you have a well, you know, don't dump chlorine in there. Get a UV filter. Uh, it doesn't have any f impact on the water itself as far as, you know, putting anything into it. It just disables the bacteria and stuff and makes sure that it's safe to drink. So you, UV light is, is great. I, um, I know when I lived in Korea, they were, you would go to a, a restaurant and the cups would be sitting under UV light and you just put it back in there after you were done. So there's <laughs> no bleach, no dishwashing with detergents and what have you. It was just UV light and, you know, safe, safe to drink. I don't know if it's like that in Japan or not, but. You know, uh, actually, uh, this brings up the point. I think on the last edition of Revelations Radio News, you were talking to Tim about um, Derek Burroughs and the work that he's been doing on the fluoride yeah. issue. And we should definitely draw attention to that. And I'll obviously have the link in the show notes because he's been covering the fluoride trial that is continuing to go on there in the United States. Um, but you raise the point, chlorine and chlorinated water is not really on this, on the even on the alt media agenda or that I know of. Have you seen any good work or do you have any good resources on that subject so the, it was kind of news to me um i mean i searched uh, last american vagabond which has great resources on fluoride i searched your website which has great you know information on fluoride but it's kind of it's like uh, you know it's almost too easy because it's it's not ubiquitous uh there are some european countries that don't put chlorine in the water, uh, Switzerland, Germany, interestingly enough. So kind of some pioneers in putting fluoride in the water, but they, they don't want chlorine in there. Um, so yeah, it's the countries that have really, really good water don't have to chlorinate it or don't, or choose not to chlorinate it. So Interesting. Well, uh, it's definitely something that I think, I hope more people will spend some time looking into and maybe we can get some research going on that subject. All right, Andrew, I think we've uh, covered the basis. Um, I think we'll leave it there for today. Andrew Hoffman, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, James. Always a pleasure to speak to you. Once again, that is Andrew Hoffman, co-host of the Revelations Radio News podcast at revelationsradionews.com. And more importantly, for the purposes of today's Solutions Watch episode, a water expert at leafhomewatersolutions.com, which again, will be linked up in the show notes, as well as Andrew's personal contact details. If you are in the state of Oklahoma or in southern Kansas, you can take him up on that offer for the free water test, and you can discuss what solutions he may have available in terms of filtration or, uh, or other ideas for how to clean up your water. If you're interested in that, you can contact him directly at 405-531-2784 or email him at andrewhoffman1776 at proton.me. And that will be in the show notes for today's episode in case you need to, uh, to note that down. So this is the point at which we switch over from people, experts out there telling you what to do and you 
uh, informing us about what works or has not worked in your experience in the past. Because as always, Solutions Watch is not a spectator sport. It is a participatory medium, and I am very much interested in your feedback. Uh, what kind of water do you have? Well water? Tap water? Uh, how do you test it? How do you filter it? What has worked for you in the past? What hasn't worked for you in the past? What do you recommend? What do you recommend people to avoid? All such feedback is appreciated and is warmly welcome. So for Corbett Report paying members, you are invited to, of course, as always, to log in to CorbettReport.com and leave your feedback at CorbettReport.com slash SolutionsWatch hyphen water. And on that note, I think we're going to leave today's episode there, but obviously this is a topic that we can uh, come back to and re-explore from many different angles in the future based upon your feedback. On that note, I think we're going to leave Solutions Watch here for now, and I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and I'm looking forward to talking to you again in the very near future.